Today's episode of Dietitians Only features Stacy Dunn-Emke, owner of NutritionJobs.com. We dive into how Stacy created her business from scratch. Literally, she hand-coded the first version of her website. Plus, she reveals her best tips for job seekers at all career stages. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dietitians Only. I am Heidi, the Director of Marketing at Dietitians On Demand, and I am so excited to be joined today by dietitian Stacey Dunn-Emke. She is our uh, guest today, and she's going to tell us all about her career as a dietitian. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we are so excited. I uh, I know we've talked a little, and I'm just excited to share your story with everybody. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to share it as well. Well, do you want to tell us, just um, give us a little bit about, about you and what you do now, and um, and then we'll get into the before you are doing what you're doing now. Right. How I came to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so I have been running the online job board, nutritionjobs.com for over 20 years now. I have been just, it's been really fun running this business uh, it has had many iterations, many versions of itself as it's evolved. It's been very dynamic based on what our dietitian and dietetic student population has really uh, wanted, needed, uh, how I can be of service to dietitians. So that's what I currently do. I have been getting more involved in being of service to other dietitians and dietetic students by providing career coaching. It sort of came to my attention that that was something we really needed. And we needed some help in the area of creating modern resumes and creating these really attractive LinkedIn profiles, also understanding how to job interview as a dietitian, and then also a little bit with um, salary negotiation and just compensation conversations in general. So that's sort of what my life as a dietitian looks like now, but that is not how I started. So I, I've had I've had a really really long vast career. I think you probably know this too, though, that I've been a dietitian for over thirty years, and so I have seen a lot. I've done a lot, which has brought me to hopefully be more enriched um, as a, as a, you know running this nutritionjobs.com and being of service to other dietitians and students. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much to that. There's really nothing that can replace 30 years of experience and the things that you've been able to see between now and then. <laughs> it's so true. I, you know, I've seen a difference in our membership. I've seen a difference in our academy. I've seen a difference in what consumers are wanting from us, knowing how they can connect with us directly. I I've just, I've seen a lot of change and it's been really fun to watch, but also not just watching passively, taking that information and creating a, a newer version of both myself as a dietitian, but also my business and how I can be of service. Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to get into today is um, how you how you have changed as a dietitian. So tell me a little bit about what your first job was um, as a dietitian. And, you know, did you think that what you're doing now is what you would be doing 30 years from when you started that first job? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So um, I, I would say I started having an interest in nutrition. If anyone's followed me, they're going to hear this story again. But um, I was very fascinated with the biochemistry that was involved in simple food 
and what impact that made on, on your life, your skin, your hair. Uh, I was, I think I was like 12 or 10 or something very, very young and got the nutrition almanac. That was what I had requested for Christmas one year. And it was, uh, I, I just like ate, literally ate that book up. Like I just, I could not get enough of, uh, how different nutrients had a different impact on our health and well-being. I, of course, was a teenager, very interested in how my skin looked and how my hair looked um, and how, to, you know, topically um, application of, of avocado or, or oats or honey, you know, what that would do. And I, I just, I sort of took that on. I continued on. I went to my undergraduate at UC Davis. I really fell in love with the biochemistry and the, the, I think it was sort of this interesting um, uh, diversion between the complexity, the layers of complexity that go on internally, biochemically, and how that is simply uh, presented into your body as a banana or as a, uh, an apple or just something very simple, how that can have such a uh, really complex interaction inside your body. So that was sort of my base was this interest in biochemistry, the math, the science, and so my first uh, jobs, plural, I had three per diem jobs that I patched together to create uh, an income for myself. And I worked in a lot of different areas in the San Francisco Bay Area. I worked primarily, and I found myself really attracted and magnetized to um, enteral and parenteral nutrition support again, because it was that idea, like this simple thing that you can get a bag of lipids and what does that do to the gut or what does it not do for the gut? Um, what does it do for mentation? It, it, you know, just very, very fascinating elements to nutrition that I just went with. So I started off clinical and clinical dietitian. Um, I worked in a burn unit. I worked in a NICU. I worked, um, oncology, cardiac, you know, I worked all different types of floors, which I just loved. I loved working in hospitals. I know that's not the case for everybody, but I, I just, I, I thrived in it. I then, uh, let's see what came next. Then I became a clinical nutrition manager at a hospital. Um, and then from there, I went on to become a research dietitian with Dr. Dean Ornish in Sausalito. And I oversaw the clinical nutrition or all the nutrition component of the um, intervention for the prostate cancer lifestyle trial. So um, a lot of, you know, really fascinating work that I was able to do. Uh, and so I think, you know, having all those interesting experiences has given me an appreciation for all the different types of jobs that show up on nutrition jobs that dietitians are interested in going into. I've also been a food writer. I worked in at UC Davis. I worked as a, um, a food writer for the California Tree Fruit Agreement, representing peaches, pears, nectarines, and plums. And so that was so that was that was so fun. They would give me a recipe, and my job for I think it was a hundred bucks. I would write an article based on that. No SEO involved, just just writing an article about it. And I I just I loved I loved doing that. So um, yeah, lots of different background, lots of different job titles I've had over the years to sort of bring me to where I'm at today. Yeah, that that is quite the variety. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. That's not all on your LinkedIn. 
<laughs> You're right. I mean, it, that's a really good, that's a really good point. Um, you know, like at what point do you stop putting on old jobs? The other one I think I've done, I mean, I think I've told other people about uh, is when this is what got me through college actually, because it was so lucrative. I, I worked for Campbell's soup research de- uh, department in Dixon, California in the summertime. And it's a, it's a six week gig and you work uh, seven days a week, 12 hours a day, for six weeks during the tomato harvest, uh, the tomato farmers in the area would bring us great big lugs of tomatoes and we would do all the ana- chemical analysis on, on the tomatoes to decide where they were going to go. Were they going to become soup? Were they going to become marinara sauce? Were they going to become salsa? You know, where were these, where was this tomato going to go? Where was its next life going to be based on its bricks, its viscosity? It's, you know, l- lots of different chemical um, elements that made that decision. And so, yeah, again, like working with the farmers, working with a company trying to, uh, you know, create a product. um, And then, yeah, just being in in that field was super interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds really fun, really unique. (laughs) Um, I wanted to go back to one thing you mentioned. So you said you started, you were a clinical nutrition manager, you worked in a hospital, you thrived on all the nutrition support aspects of the job. Um, Do you think that starting your career in clinical, how do you feel about that for new dietitians? Like, do you think that is a good place to build, start your foundation or to build a foundation? actually do believe that. I know that there are varying opinions about how we want to embrace clinical or working in a hospital or not. Of course, it's not for everybody, but I I do think that it has some really amazing benefits. It's often a job that's available when you first graduate. There's a lot of per diem jobs out there. There's a lot of relief positions or temporary positions. Of course, the full-time positions or even in long-term care versus acute care. There's a lot of positions to get you out there. They can get you resources that maybe uh, if you are thinking about going into business for yourself that uh, you wouldn't be able to have normally, maybe you know matching 401k or health insurance or some sort of other compensation. So I think you know there's some some benefits to that but i think the real benefit of starting off in clinical or working in the clinical arena is that you get exposed to such an amazing environment this healthcare or uh, just health and environment in general you get exposed to the physicians the physician assistants the nurses uh the um and all the other, you know, physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, uh, um, man- management, you know, the hospital managers, you get to see all that. You get to be in a situation where you potentially might get some leadership opportunities that you wouldn't normally get, which is fantastic for building out your resume. You may maybe not want to go into hospital management or leadership in the future, but that alone on your resume or being able to speak to those experiences can really set you up for great collaborations in the future or being able to work or partner with other organizations. They have this idea that you can take uh, a project and run with it, or that you can use your voice at the table. You can be, you can be a, a spokesperson for your, for your profession, for dietitians. Uh, and that said also, I think in a hospital, I think it's great to be able to present ourselves in our profession and be able to show what we can do. I think there are some, in some smaller community hospitals, there's still this idea that, you know, we're sort of like the lunch ladies um, and there is, there is, yeah, there is that element, right. But, 
But I think that to understand that there's a whole lot more that we can affect, we can um, improve patient outcomes, we can affect, uh, you know, we can have an impact on the on the revenue or the um, disbursement of, of resource, resources. There's, uh, you know, there's a lot that a dietitian can do in 2022, 2023, that is so much more valuable. And I think being able to get in there and show that with our modern uh, education and being able to speak well to that. I think, you know, the other interesting thing about working in clinical is you really get to see the disease state from the bottom, right? From So you get to see the consequences of uncontrolled diabetes or what uh, uh, open heart surgery might look like just afterwards. You also get to get exposed to family members that you don't normally, if you're working with a, so if you're wanting to go into private practice, I think being able to work clinically in a, in a hospital setting, there's some really great benefits. One that you can understand the family, understand where this person's coming from. And that can maybe help give you some ideas for later on when you go into private practice, having this, this understanding and exposure. Uh, I think, um, I think also just understanding, you know, what, again, what the disease state looks like from, from, from the rock bottom, you know, where, how they got there and how you can be a, an effective clinical um, practitioner later on private practice. I think also, if you do want to go into private practice, having that referral base from those physicians that you've worked mm-hmm. with, they're constantly needing referrals. They're constantly looking for who can they outsource this education to, whether it's gut health or cardiac or oncology or uh, maternal health or PC, uh, PCOS. Like they're, they're often looking for referrals. So I think, you know, making a name for yourself and showing up uh, is a great way to do like pre-marketing right before <laughs> you actually get into that field. I think also all of the documentation that you need to do when you're in clinical and working in a hospital I think really helps you later on as a writer and written communication skills are just invaluable no matter what profession you go into. So I do think it can be a foundation. I understand it's not for everybody for the long haul, but I think it's like it's really amazing opportunity for our profession to be able to really shine. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite the advertisement for working in clinical. But yeah, there is so much. And like you said, it might not be for everyone, but I feel like a lot of dietitians go into the field because they want that preventative aspect. They want to help people so that they don't get to that, like you said, rock bottom state. But sometimes you have to see that in order to know how to treat it effectively earlier on. Yeah, it just gives you perspective on how you want to work as a practitioner later on in, in private practice or uh, group private practice, however it might look for you what you might want to do. I think it does offer some really amazing opportunities for exposure. Yeah. And I, I, do, I would just feel like I have to mention that contracting or consultant jobs as a clinical dietitian can be a great way to dip your toe into different aspects without the full-time commitment. You don't have to work for a hospital for two years. You can take a three-month assignment at an acute care facility when you work for as, as a contractor. And then three months later, you can take a job at a long-term care facility Three months later, you could work in behavioral health. And so that's kind of a way to get that clinical experience, but also experience different types of clinical. And even by doing that, you might find that you're doing something you never dreamed you would do and you actually like it more than you thought you would. Oh, that's a really good point, actually. Yes, because I think if if I would have imagined my career, I think I I probably would have gone, uh, continued on into research or or, um, 
working, you know, a lot with uh, enteral and parenteral support. I think, well, there was a few exposures that I had early on in my career that sort of created how I envisioned my my current role as a dietitian in um, as an entrepreneur. But it wasn't until I was in the field that I understood what was off, what was available to me, what was how, where I could excel, what was really motivating, where I got a good dopamine rush from whatever it was, you know? So for me, it was a lot of the technical backend uh, work. You know, I, I, I joke that I used to love doing out. I also did outpatient nutrition counseling. And I, I think the part that I loved the most um, was uh, helping people with their education materials. Like I love to go in and create the education materials. I love tracking the outcomes and benchmarking their, their hemoglobin A1C at, you know, T1 versus T3. I like, I, I like really got into the data of it, the the tech of it. Um, and that sort of then brought me to, you know, where I'm at today. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if we could talk a little bit more about that and kind of the, the data, the tech, um, I mean, you run a pretty large website now. So is that something that you taught yourself to do? Do you have a team and kind of what led what led up to building that website? Yeah. So so my story is that I was in a position in a job that I wasn't a big fan of and I was looking for a new job. I wasn't finding much on the Internet, like I couldn't find dietitian jobs I was looking at like monster.com and at the time careerbuilder.com, looking at these job boards and feeling like our profession was completely underrepresented. Uh, there were newsletters that were going out. You can buy these subscriptions to newsletters. And I thought, that's ridiculous. Someone doesn't have a job. How are they going to afford this newsletter? And, you know, <laughs> why is why is there a, a gate up against like being able to find this job for free? And I just decided that I was going to build out this website. And I remember telling my family and they're like, huh? I bought a book on HTML for dummies. And uh, at the time you could do like right click uh, on, you know, to view the source. So I'd look at monster.com and see like, oh, this is how you build a table. Oh, this is how you, this is how you highlight something. And I just created it from scratch and did all the FTP. Like it's not the, you know, it's much easier now to do this. But back then uh, you had to upload it. And I just thought it was fascinating. Like I could build something that the whole world could see. The whole world could benefit from this job that was just posted. <laughs> like Everybody <laughs> can apply for free. I, 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 I was fascinated with that. And also like patting myself on the back, like, yes, this is what our profession needs and has needed for a long time, you know, free access to job postings. Uh, and the support to be able to apply for them. So, so that's sort of, you know, my, my interest in, I, I loved coding when I was in college, I did a little bit of Pascal and I loved the sort of the logical train of thought that goes into, it's so, um, it's so logical and I'm, I'm very, I'm a very linear thinker and I just, I loved the magic of, you know, this mystery that can be solved um, or a puzzle that can be solved with coding. So that that was sort of where I, my passion was. I realized that's, and I really loved the back end that could then look really pretty for other people and um, be effective and um, be of service for other people, for other people in my profession. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So that's that, awesome. That, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so impressed. <laughs> got started. And then of course, as the, as the database got bigger and bigger for resumes and jobs and, and more functionality, I had a programmer that did a lot of work. And so it, it, I, I no longer know how to code the back end of it. It is uh, completely out of my realm now. It's all different. You know, it's, it's, it's all professional now <laughs> before it wasn't. <laughs> Well, there's so many just services and things now available compared to probably when you started. Yeah, yes. So it's, oh, they, yeah. the internet has changed so much and they make it so much easier. You don't have to know the coding anymore to build a website. Right. It is, it is helpful though, to understand sort of the architecture of it so that you can make sure the functionality works for those who are, are using it and making sure that there is, there is, you know, like no obstacles to being able to find your your job, whether it's a dream job or job for tomorrow, whatever it is, like not having any obstacles was really important to me and, you know, not too many steps and really clear information. So, so that, that was, that was very important. Um, so I, I have uh, quite a few people that help me now. I do have a, a developer that I uh, I don't work so much with. They don't program the site that much anymore. But I do have somebody that does some consulting work. I've got um, a write. I've got a, a several writers actually that consult. I've got someone who helps with the dietetic career spotlights. Um, I've just got a bunch of like VAs that sort of help me out um, with all the different services. Um, my my job is just to make sure that all of my my employers and my um, and anyone who uses the site is happy. So that's like my that's like the <laughs> most important thing. And because I have cultivated a great community over over the years, uh, I work with a lot of brands and do sponsored content. We um, have. A, a really robust um, and fun email list that uh, uh, I get a lot of fun. So I send out an email every week and it's uh, it comes from me. It's nobody else writes it. It comes from me, which is probably pretty obvious to those of you who are already subscribed to it. Um, but it's just like sort of my musings as how we can, as dietitians, make more money by showing up uh, professionally, showing up with modern resumes that show people's value. And uh, again, to really talk about how we are of value and how we can have an impact on outcomes. Uh, and so that's sort of what my, my role looks like these days. Yeah. Well, that's, um, so you mentioned this newsletter and I am not subscribed and I would like to subscribe. So how can me and anyone else listening subscribe to that newsletter? <laughs> Um, there, uh, there's a couple opt-in ways. There's a uh, on nutrition jobs on the bottom. You will see the newsletter. There's a link to subscribe to the newsletter at the bottom. Um, but I also have a few downloads that you can get. So I have a LinkedIn profile checklist on the very top of the page. You can find that pretty easily, and that gives you a checklist. Uh, that you can walk through your, for yourself and make sure that you're showing up on LinkedIn appropriately and in a way to attract opportunity and maybe even harvest opportunity. So uh, that is really important to me because I think LinkedIn, all of us dietitians should be on LinkedIn looking really shiny, modern, and um, um, hireable, it, it, whether it's hireable as a, as a dietitian and private practice or in a clinical, or as a brand ambassador or nutrition communicator, what collaborator, uh, looking for clients, like whatever it might be, 
or, or a speaker. If uh, you are a, for example, a, um, if your expertise is in gut nutrition and you work in a clinic or you work in a hospital or whatever the facility is, you can still be out there trying to get clients. Maybe you can do some virtual speaking and having that show up on your LinkedIn profile is really important. So, so there's a checklist that you can uh, grab, you can download that, and then that will sign you up for my newsletter as well. Okay. Yeah. Just speaking of LinkedIn too, like from the staffing side, I couldn't agree more that having a a valid active LinkedIn profile definitely makes you more hireable. Having a somewhat current picture, um, you know, our, our recruiters do look at that. It's not a deal breaker, but they do go out there to find people who are looking for jobs and it definitely helps kind of seal the deal if we can, you know, get to know you and see that you're active out there professionally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I give workshops on how to boost the resume. There's also lots of seminars that go on that I, and lots of resources on my site for how to build this, uh, this LinkedIn profile that really attracts opportunity. But I'll just say one of, one of the most important ways you can do that is by having keywords in your headline and keywords related to the type of work that you're doing in your about section. But the headline is the the number one place to do that. So there are different types of accounts you can have as a LinkedIn user. You can have the regular free version. You can have the premier or premium version as a recruiter, which is a um, that gives the recruiter a lot of opportunity, but how people can find you as a dietitian looking for clients or looking for, for work is by having those keywords in your, in your headline. And like you said, making sure that your profile photo uh, shows you in a, in a, in a working capacity. Also the banner behind you, like showing if you are somebody who um, works in um would be a good example. If you, if you like to do food demonstrations and you like to do recipe development, like showing a picture of you working in that area is really helps tell the story about who you are. And then in your work experience, you can also put in your work experience under different titles, you can put skills. And so those skills are also highlighted in search results when someone's looking for you or looking for somebody with a specific skill base. So yeah, there's lots of ways that you can really boost up your, your LinkedIn profile. But but regardless, you know, someone says, well, I don't use LinkedIn. Well, that, that's fine, but everybody else is using LinkedIn. Right, right. They're going to be looking <laughs> for you. They're going to do a search. You know, we used to Google for people that, you know, which you can still do, Google search on somebody's name. But, but what will come up is someone's LinkedIn profile, or if they're looking on LinkedIn, they want to hire you as a, as a client, or they want to hire you to collaborate with, or if, you know, in, in a regular position for a company, they're going to look first on LinkedIn and see what you look like and see what's, what's out there. So I, I always equate LinkedIn to like the, the Saks Fifth Avenue, um, window, you know, at Christmas time or holiday time. And whether, whether the lights are on and it's business hours or not, people are looking at the, they're looking at the the window. And you've they're got like five it. seconds to make a difference. Like you've what got, are they going to see in that first five what seconds? Are they and how see? are you going to yeah. keep them there? Yeah, totally. So I think it's always great to be turning down opportunities rather than trying to be, you know, scraping for them. So yeah, having a really optimized LinkedIn profile is, is certainly a benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I have really enjoyed learning about your professional career and all the different steps you took to get where you are today. Um, is there anything else you want to add or any pieces of advice that you have, um, either for dietitians who are just starting out or for somebody who may be 
not sure what direction they want to go next? Oh, goodness. Um, well, I think you, I think the, the one important thing is to uh, look at your resume, your current resume, making sure that it's modern, making sure that your job uh, uh, has uh, like these quantifiable uh, work success bullet points rather than just a job description, like showing like, you know, provided medical nutrition therapy per the nutrition care manual. Like that doesn't matter. <laughs> like what, what type of patients, how many patients are you seeing? Um, what, uh, what impact are you having? Uh, going back to like hemoglobin A1C, is there, you know, what, what uh, difference have you made um, or what difference um, has, has your population made? Uh, um, giving presentations, any kind of quantifiable work that you can do to then show your value, to then be able to speak to your work successes in answering questions during a job interview, so that then when you get to the part about salary and compensation negotiation, you've got a lot more leverage behind you. And being able to boost our compensation based on our value as a profession is so important. Um, so I think that's that's really important to me. Again, we talked about LinkedIn profile, but the modern resume and being able to speak to your value. I do highly recommend also keeping a work journal, whether it's even if you're in practice for yourself, uh, um, an entrepreneur, or you're working for another company, really document your successes. That will then go onto your resume, which you can then put onto your LinkedIn profile so that you have these talking points because you'll forget, you know, week <laughs> to week, month to month. I always make this big push at the beginning of the month to get out your work journal. I've got a template on my site on nutrition jobs. There's a blog uh, section where I've got tons of articles on career advancement, uh, different ideas for careers. Uh, there's just you know, a lot of resources there. But if you type in nutrition jobs and the word like salary negotiation or the term uh, work journal, that that article will pop up for you on, in Google and you can and grab the information there. So that's really important for me to be able to have dietitians speak about us um, professionally with our value, what value we can provide mm -hmm. so that we can be elevated uh, and be a really strong profession. Yeah. Well, I could not agree more. I mean, anything that you have, anything anyone has to promote dietitians and elevate the profession and just prove how valuable dietitians are in any setting, but especially in clinical, uh, we're all we're all for that here at Dietitians on Demand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I think that that'll wrap up our interview for today. I really am glad that you joined us. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And um, we hope to have you on again someday. Thank you so much, Heidi. I really appreciated it. Thanks for listening to Dietitians Only, a podcast produced by Dietitians On Demand. If you need a break today, scroll over to the review section of the podcast and leave us one. Your feedback is the best way to help the podcast grow. Dietitians On Demand employs hundreds of dietitians nationwide and elevates the profession with simple yet effective practice resources like this podcast. Don't forget to stay connected with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.